Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, thank you so much for listening. Obviously, it has been a mental season and the season has now finished, um, but football hasn't quite stopped. Um, and this episode that we're doing today is going to be all about the Euros. Uh, and we know that people listen from all over the world in different parts. Um, we were looking at our base before for our listening figures. And obviously, a big part of our listeners are in places like America. Uh, so shout out to all of you who's listening in America, uh, specifically in Washington. There's a lot of people listening in Washington, which is interesting. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was the best American accent we could do. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. So you might not know too much about the Euro, so maybe this is a good chance to be able to tell you a little bit about it and to be able to go through a little bit about the teams. Because um, obviously, the Euros are all the European countries battling it out for this European Cup that isn't the Champions League. Um, so we're going to go through and name them and see how we get on. Also, me and just to say as a caveat to start this, me and Ammo don't necessarily support international football. Um, I will watch England in the tournaments, but Ammo, you're not really that big into it, are you? Yeah, I mean, the 12-year-old inside me, and we were chatting off there, there like the 11-12-year-old inside me that, you know, we grew up very much in like the Beckham Owen Hesky era, Rooney coming through, Scholes and Gerard in midfield, and then it was like trying to fit Gerard and Lampard in, and it was like this golden generation. And it was a chance to support the likes of Beckham's and Ferdinand's and, and players that you don't like you know, day to day. And I loved England growing up, I'm not going to lie. Um, but then it's the arse would say, why stop? <laughs> and uh, the reason I don't like international football is because I just don't. <sighs> They say people are passionate and the best thing to play for your country, but I just don't. I just don't. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. Like you know, how many how many times you see like players like pretend they're injured like before and, and like, you're playing you're playing hungry one you're playing hungry and then you're playing Lithuania a few days later 
and you just can't be bothered tra- travelling and you want to be off with your family and, and they take an injury. People don't, the players don't really care about England that much. Maybe in tournaments, I, that's why we're doing this. But in general, I don't think the players care that much. I say don't care that much. What happened to Trent Alexander-Arnold? Don't get me started on that. Mm. Um, could be a blessing in disguise. Um, and then, our, you know, noticeable players that I can think of that are playing in the Euros. Okay, so Van Dijk said he couldn't play. Fair enough. Um, that was a probably right decision. Josh has been injured not on enough for all season. So he's, he's probably going to start for Portugal. And then Henderson, you know, Captain Fantastic, he lists his these days. And he, he, everyone's debating about him. So it's just, I'm Liverpool through and through. When you, you look at the players that are playing in the Euros, play for Liverpool, you're thinking, oh, no. Like, please don't get it. Like, imagine if Henderson gets his, makes his injury worse by playing for England. Like, I, I just don't want to go there. But I think people listen to this to understand football, understand that why I'm a bit like pessimistic and a bit. Yeah, about England because I just don't really give a crap. I, I care more about Liverpool. I don't want players getting it. Disney rant over. Let's start the pod, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I think we're going to get a lot of that this summer. You think this season has probably been the busiest season globally? Like not just in the Premier League, but the, you look in the Spanish league, the German league, the Italian league. They've all been so busy, so many games, so thick and fast coming all the way through. And we've commented on it right the way throughout our podcast. I think we're going to see a lot of injuries in this Euros of boys that have played 40, 50 games and are coming straight out. You think of the likes of Chelsea and Man City, the players that they've had playing for them, the amount of games they've played, and they more or less had about, what, four or five days off and were straight into international training. They get injured, it happens, that's all right. You know, Chelsea and Man City players get injured. I mean, that's that's not a mean or there, you know, but, you know, yeah, let them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're just going to see that across the board with a lot of teams that are going to have a lot of big players getting injured. I think it's thankful outside of the Euros that obviously there's a there's a sort of South American tournament uh, and Alisson, Fabino and uh, Firmino have all said that they're not going to be taking part in the Copa America this year. Um, yeah. So tournaments like that that aren't really big tournaments, I'm glad that the players have seen a little bit of sense and have thought, no, I'm not going to take the risk because it's more important to get myself fit and to have that break. They need that break. Um, but it's not going to be necessarily happening for the European players because they're going to be playing in this tournament. Um, and we're going to go on a little bit later on to talk about who we think is going to win and also the teams that we're going to follow, uh, which we're going to do in a little bit of a roundabout way, so to speak. Um, but we're going to have a look at these groups first, Ammo, and tell me your initial thoughts and your initial feelings on how you think it's going to pan out. So we'll start from the beginning. And we'll say Group A. Group A involves Turkey, Italy, Wales, and Switzerland. How do you see that that group panning out? Yeah, you can't really look past Italy, can you? Um, they always have teams that are hard to beat. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say Italy, and then see between Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. I think it's a complete toss up. It really mm. is. Um, you would probably favour towards between Switzerland and Wales. Now the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm sure people know this. There is six groups of four, and then the top two go through, and then four third place third place teams go through um, into the last sixteen. So um, that could potentially be a group where Italy qualify, maybe Switzerland second, and Wales scraping third. So I'm going to go Italy to qualify, and then a fight up between the other three teams. Um, And that history just tells me that Italy will probably turn up in a major tournament. don't really know particularly a lot about them, um, but that's kind of history tells you that just. Yeah, 
I think I'd, I'd, te- I'd tend to agree with you. I think Italy, although it's like Italian league football has kind of dropped off over the last number of years. Obviously, like you've had the whole Inter Milan situation this season. Inter Milan have been really, really good. Uh, they've had this sort of influx of players, but Italian league as a whole has kind of dropped off. But one of the things I've always noticed with Italy is that it doesn't necessarily matter what players they have. They play a really good system. I suppose a lot like the German team. Um, and they're always really hard to break down. So I think I'm with you that I think Italy will top the group. And I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my neck on. I'm gonna say that I think Wales will come second. I think Switzerland okay. have got a good team, obviously with likes of Shakiri and Xhaka and uh, different players like that. But I, I just think Wales done really really well in the World Cup. They really pushed themselves in that last World Cup. Got really far, and I think. I think Wales have got a lot of confidence going into the tournament. See, Danny, I have to disagree because Wales are two star players, are, um, Aaron Ramsey and mm. uh, Garth Bale, and they've barely played this season. So, nah, I, I, I think <clears throat> for me, I don't I think they're going to be fucked. They might just scrape through in third place. Um, but yeah, nah, I mean, for me, nah, definitely not second. Nah, sorry. I just don't think that the, the team that they were and I mean, we're all what's going on with uh, the manager and stuff. That's just that's another story altogether. Yeah. Like it's yeah, Chris Coleman that was rallying behind him, and he had the, the experience of um, Ashley Williams and players like that. Joe, Joe Allen before he was, I think John's in the thirties now. Before, before that, he was in his peak, and just don't see it. But yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. So it'd be it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. So um, so we're both saying Italy's going to go through. I'm going to pip Wales, and I think you're more leaning. Towards Switzerland, I'd say. I think Turkey haven't. Yeah, I would say Italy, Switzerland, maybe Wales in third. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So we move on then to Group B. Group B involves Denmark, Finland, Belgium, and Russia. Uh, obviously, Belgium at the minute odds on a favourite to win the entire tournament. Um, but how how do you see that group panning out? There's a few little dark horses mm. there. You can't look past Belgium like the, the, the talent they have. You know what I mean? You know, Lukaku once is not firing them in. Um, the Bruyne. You know, um, the Oliveira over the back and stuff, Tielemans in midfield. Um, you know, they've got the likes of Bacharari and, you know, Ben Teke on the bench that don't even get a game. And, you know, if they were playing for some of these other nations, they'd be the star men and they don't even get a game, really. So, Belgium to win the group. Um, and then Finland and Russia, I couldn't tell you a lot about them, but I, I, I've a really feeling a good film of Denmark this year, Danny. Um, mm. They have a good nucleus, you know, they've got lots of experience, like your Caspers Michaels, um, your Christian Eriksons, your Hoybergs. Um, and yeah, I've just got a feeling of Denmark, they're a team that they never seem to get beat by loads. They always seem to be solid defensively. And um, it's not my teams that can be solid defensively in these types of tournaments that can get somewhere. So for me, Belgium to finish top, Denmark second, and Finland and Russia, I couldn't say nothing about them. So, um, <laughs> I would say, yeah, maybe for me, dark horses of the tournament, which we'll mention in the second part of the show, Denmark and the Belgium to win it comfortably. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think to be honest, I totally agree with you. Again, Russia were probably really good like 10 years ago. Um, but the, again, they're going through a transition phase at the minute and they've got a couple of decent players, a couple of all right boys that are playing for them at the minute. Um, Alexander Golovin and different boys like that. Um, but... Yeah, I can't see them being that the kind of a shell of the former selves. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. That's the probably one of the few yeah. times we'll agree with each other there. I'm, I'm a big gonna... a big fan of Alexander Govan, whoever he is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who you're Daddy, or did you get to Google there? 
Well, I'm, I'm not going to say I haven't got Google up. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I remember in the last World Cup, obviously he'd done really well. Um, but we were on home turf as well um, in the last World Cup where they really performed. So, yeah, yeah I'm going to go with you. I think you can't look past Belgium. Even Lukaku, as you said, he's got, what, 48 goals in his last 49 games for, for Belgium. Um, with the firepower he's got coming behind him, I think Belgium will top it. I think Denmark coming in second place there. Fair enough. Group C. Group C is going to be an interesting one. Netherlands, Ukraine, Austria, and North Macedonia. Like Obviously, Netherlands are, are riddled with injuries already and got a lot of players, including Van Dijk, out of the tournament. But can you really write them off, not come on top of that group? No, not really. But, I mean, Ukraine, over the years, they've always had tough um, tough teams. So you go back to the Shevchenko days and Rodman days, you know, but they were, they're always tough to beat and. Um, you know, every player kind of ends in Kalashnitz or Karanriv, or they're, they're all all the players sound the same, really, even though you don't know who they are. But I mean, yeah, so Austria again, they're a team that, um, that like they played England and only got beat 1 0 by England. So, you know, all these teams now they've got experience, international experience and pedigree, and they're not, they're not going to be walkovers, you know, and even North Macedonia, they beat Germany there about six months ago. Yeah, and your man Pan Pan Nevov got a goal already. He's about thirty eight. He's like the cult hero of North Macedonia. Um, so there are no walkovers. You just think of Macedonia, things like that, crap road. But no, in that group, I'm gonna say just again, history prevails. Netherlands to win, um, and Ukraine second. Um, but yeah, there's always in these tournaments, Danny, isn't it? There's always a team that comes out of nowhere that you've never heard of. Don't know any of the players, and a couple of stars are born. So. Who's to say it wouldn't be from Austria, Ukraine, or North Macedonia, you know? Yeah, and do you know what? For me, I would have said that Netherlands are going to top that group quite comfortably. Um, but I would be I would be saying to watch out for Austria. I think Austria are going to be... I, know, I think Austria would have a good chance of getting through that group. We've got a couple of good players, obviously Anoutovic playing for them, uh, David Alaba playing for them as well. Uh, got a lot of players from like, so Wolfsburg and stuff like that. Um, and I think they've got a decent enough squad that I think they'll at least upset the group. Um, so, yeah, for me, I would say I'm going for Netherlands to top it uh, and Austria coming second. I think I'm going to give them a, give okay. them a punt, see how that turns out. Um, yeah. But it's going to be interesting. I think Ukraine and Austria are going to battle it out. North Macedonia, it's kind of... They haven't done many tournaments. I think they're kind of an unknown quantity. It's and the I first think, tournament. Yeah. I can't see them. I can't see them getting very far, but I think it'll be a good experience for them. Now, Group D, Group D is the one that obviously we're looking at within the UK because you've got England, Scotland, Croatia, and the Czech Republic. Um, obviously, everyone's sort of rooting for England and Scotland to go through. Can you see that actually being the case that they will be top two? Well, I'm not rooting for England. I don't give a crap really about them. <laughs> um, but you know, as I put my football head on, um, and saying I see if he gets a final, I'll probably, I'll probably watch it and be all like, oh, no, nah, I really won't actually. Nah, that's a lie. I won't. Um, <laughs> Other times I've turned from you standing there cheering on that David Beckham free kick. <laughs> do you know what? Oh, yeah, that's it. It's you, you just get old and wise up, don't you? As, as, as you say, um, <laughs> you say group F is the, is, is the group of death, you know, but this is a really tight group, you know, the checks have been about. Um, they don't get like Denmark. They don't get beaten easily by anyone. Yeah. Uh, Scotland, I think, in, in international football, they're probably the most improved team in international football over the last six months or twelve months. And mm. um, they don't get good 
don't go getting through the playoff. I can't quite remember who they played, but they don't go getting through the playoff. It was a Slovakia, I think. And um they've got some good, you know, good, solid Premier League players in, in, in that squad. Um Croatia, the likes of Luka Modric's um, you know, he's, he's a bit past it now, but this game's never been about pace and they got to the World Cup final there. It was a few years ago. Yeah. So you, you can't look past the likes of Croatia and Scotland and Czech and England. It, it, for me, on paper, and this is all you can really talk about, England win the group. Um, on paper, Croatia finished second. Um, and then you would probably just tip Scotland as, as one of those teams who probably go through in the third place. But um, I don't know all the calculations how 13 qualifiers, but if you've got six groups and third place gets through in four, that means that there's more teams getting through in third place and actually going out. Yeah. So um, you would probably fancy Scotland to maybe get a maybe a draw, maybe nick a win, maybe against the Czech Republic. So let's go England, Croatia, Scotland, Czech. That's how, how my flow would be, I think. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you. I think Scotland have got a solid team, as you said, but Croatia, they're a good side. Um, got to the final in the World Cup there. Um, the, and for me, I like Croatia because they are typical what you would expect out of a an international team. That they've got Plus boys the like... Love them and you love Lovren. Don't forget Lovren, you love them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dejan Lovren will be starting um, along with Verasco, is it? Uh, from Atletico Madrid. There'll be the centre-back partnership. They've got the likes of Luka Modric and Kovacic uh, and Brozovic um, from Milan, like all in their midfield. And then... Brozovic and Brozovic and Brozovic and Lolovic and So you've got like these top names from like big clubs globally. And then they've got like um, Saluga playing for them in goal, who's from Luton Town. And it's like, there you yeah. go. That's classic international football. That's like, you've got boys from the most random leagues in the world and then boys playing like the top pinnacle of football. And that's why I love Croatia is because they've got such a random mix, but they do really well. Um, so yeah, and I think I think Croatia will pick Scotland. And to be honest, for me, it's a battle between England and Croatia of who actually finishes top of that group because Croatia smashed England in the World Cup in that last game they played. They do. It was um, just going off topic a little bit. It was at that time when Croatia got to the World Cup final that Dejan Lovren said that he's one of the best defenders in the world, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He made us say that I, I've just been in the European Cup final and now in the Champ- World Cup World Cup final, I have to be one of the best defenders in the world. Um, and yeah, I don't think that don't think he made any friends out of making that statement, did he? No, he basically had a Jose Mourinho moment there, didn't he? That he was like, I've been to this many World Cups, how many other people have done it? And <laughs> I don't think he <laughs> did himself too much. But to be fair, he's He's playing international football. He's playing at top level. He's just won the league in with this team um, domestically. So I think I think a lot of the players are coming in in really good form. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I watched I watched him in the World Cup, and I thought he, he played well. He was solid enough. The boy next to him was garbage, but for some reason he just managed to clear the ball every time. Um, so yeah, for me, it's uh, between Croatia and England for finishing first and second. Um, but I, I wouldn't necessarily automatically say that England are going to top that group. Uh, I think it, I think it might be a little bit of a struggle for them. Fair enough, so, fair enough. Interesting. Now, obviously, these these last three groups are all interesting because then Group E um, is Spain, Switzerland, Poland, Slovakia. Uh, Spain, Sweden, Sweden. Sorry, not Switzerland. Spain, Sweden, and Poland uh, all coming into the tournament with pretty decent sides. Uh, how do you how do you see that panning out? 
Spain aren't a team that they used to be, are they? You know, they've lost a few, like, notably didn't include Ramos this year, which is a big, big call. Um, Haven't included any Spanish Real Madrid players at all. Yeah, I watched Spain play last week. I can't think who it was against. Uh, But they've got, Morata leads the line. Mm. And um, he he didn't really cut at Chelsea, did he? And then he he went back to Real Madrid and he really cut it there. And he went along to Juventus. and he's kind of just like the man that's, you know, there to probably do Ronaldo's running, really. I don't, I don't really... The Spain team aren't the team that they once were. They, you know, the, there's very few players in the in, in the squad that like have won the tournaments and stuff like that now. So, um, don't see them kind of going anywhere, really. And they, they probably just scraped through. Sweden, now, I, I don't know if, if Ibrahimovic is going to be fit for Sweden. Because, you know, he will all of a sudden come out to international assignments. When they're in a, in a tournament, um, but again, if you see Sweden, the first thing you're thinking, oh, is Latin playing? Oh, let's see if he can do something special, do you know. And, and it's these little things that I suppose quite unique about the Euros is that I couldn't tell you a Swedish player, maybe Larson if he's still playing there, but then Latin, everyone knows Latin, don't they? You know what I mean? So, and they're like Denmark, like Czechoslovakia, they're a team that don't get beat by many to get. Beat it's only one or two either way. So, and I couldn't tell you much about Slovakia or Poland, you know. Um, I wonder if uh, Lewandowski's probably going to get his 300 cap for Poland. Um, probably, but yeah, I mean, obviously, they're just the players I've named there, but I'm going to say maybe, I don't know, actually. Uh, let's say Spain, because I've, I've gone on history and, and Spain probably, and then between Sweden and Poland for second. Mm. And I don't fancy Slovakia getting any of it. Is, is, um, Oh, a skate or Slovakian, isn't he? Or, or am I wrong? Uh, no. Mm. No, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, skate will play for Slovakia. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, guys... Still, is he still playing, though? He's still playing, by the way, guys. So, listen, I don't really tend to Google stuff. I can make myself look stupid. Danny's prepared. Danny's always prepared with Google in the background. Um, yeah, but I think, I think skate will play for Slovakia. So, um, yeah, I couldn't really name a lot of players. Let's go Sweden. Um, and Poland between second and third and Slovakia bottom. Um, yeah. But let's let's hope that Slavon is playing just to see if he does a bit of magic because he will be that he will be that ego of his will be like oh well I want to do something special in this tournament and being in that the, the highlight reel you know. Yeah. Um. Well, how about you? How do you see it going? I think I think for me even with the likes of Ramos missing and stuff like that you can't really look much past Spain. Um. Obviously, they've had a lot of problems at the minute. David De Gea is normally their first-choice goalkeeper, and he just generally hasn't been good this season at all. Um, never mind the fact that Oli won't even start him anymore, and I can see him getting sold in the summer. Um, but I don't think you can look much past Spain to top that group. So I think they will. And I'm going to stick my neck out, and I'm going to say that I think Sweden will come second. Sweden have got a lot of mid-table team players um, but generally, they're quite good. You've got the likes of Isak, who is their top goal scorer, uh, playing for Real Sociedad. So again, mid-table team. They've got Olsen in goal, who's Everton's second-choice goalkeeper. They've got Victor Lindelof at centre-back and different boys like that. So I think they've got enough in there that they should be able to to at least have a good push for second in the group. So I'm going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say... I think they'll finish second, but I do think, as you said, I think it will be tight. All three of those teams, sort of Sweden, Poland, and Slovakia, all if they could, could all have the capacity to grind out one nils and come second in that group. 
I'll, uh, I'll go off subject again. Um, we mentioned that our, our, our top listeners were in Washington at the moment, and then our second was very much Liverpool, which is good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people listening to this podcast, Liverpool play football viewers, would have known about the international tournament that used to go on um, down at Jericho Lane during the summer. Yeah. Um, and I always remember the team from all the world that's flying. And um, one year we were playing in it. I can't even remember what team I was playing for at the time, but we were playing in it. But on the pitch next to us um, was, I think, Sweden under-21 women's team. Okay. Playing next to us. And let's just say that there was a lot of distractions because we were just all like, wow. We were just like <laughs> walking past and all the lads, they were just like, Sweden, Sweden, yeah. And I mean, they were just, it was like they, they picked like 16 international models off the street. Like you're playing for Sweden's women's team and they all come and it was uh, always had a soft spot for Sweden ever since then. <laughs> Probably should thank God we just listen to this podcast. But <laughs> it's just a wee stuff. People in Liverpool know about the International Cup and you always the Sweden ladies team were always uh, got a lot of a lot of coverage when they come over to Liverpool to play in. <laughs> there you go. Like yeah, I, I do agree. I remember doing uh, I remember being out doing a sort of trip a youth trip down south in Bournemouth in the south of England and um, some of the Swedish student um, women's volleyball team were there and it was it was a special occasion to say the least I've been very interested in beach volleyball um, obviously I'm, a, I'm an avid fan so <laughs> probably from that moment on <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, and just to just before we start getting hordes of emails telling us that we're wrong, Martin Skittle isn't playing in the Euros this summer. Um, oh, you not? No, so it's sort of again that they haven't got much back there at all. Uh, Skarinka is probably the only noticeable defender that you know from Inter Milan. Um, but yeah, so Guys, people listen to this podcast. I'm just letting you know the fan. He doesn't go on Google. He's really very knowledgeable. He knows his football in and out. <laughs> and uh, I wish I knows. I wish I knew as much knowledge as him. <laughs> that's what, that's what we're gonna go with. <laughs> <laughs> well, onto the group of death. So this group of death is especially if you are Hungarian. This is definitely the group of death uh, because you've got Hungary and then Portugal, France, and Germany. So one of the big teams are going out in this group. How, how do you see it going? Right. Okay. First side note as well. I was hearing on another podcast actually um, that Hungary are going to play three of their games um, with fans and full stadiums in Hungary. Okay. Which is a big advantage. So that's why it makes it a bit more feisty as such. France, Germany, and Portugal, we know the players that speak for themselves. They're probably the outside England and Scotland and maybe Croatia. Those are the three teams that you can mention. You've got your Mbappes, you've got your, I think, um, the German coach, uh, he's leaving, I forget his name, his name passes me. Um, he's brought back Muller and he's brought back a few of the players that have always been taught them well. Germany always have good tournaments and France and Bappies. Ben, Benzema has come back. Mm. He had a fallout with the coach, Davide uh, Dejon, I think it is. And he's brought him back in. They've got some great players, France, haven't they? Um, obviously, Mbappé is the standout player at the moment. Pogba, players like that. How do we see it going? Um I think Hungary are going to cause an upset with the fans. I think fans make a difference in football and they're going to be playing their games in Hungary in front of a full crowd um, because of the way their restrictions work. They can have full capacity crowd. I think that's going to make a difference. And I see Hungary scraping through second um, to win the group. 
I'm going to say, just to be a bit different and controversial, I'm going to say Portugal. And I fancy France or Germany wanting to scrape through and come better than the tournament. Probably France. Um, and maybe Germany to go out, you know, Danny. Um, reason I say that, um, and there's one person that I think is going to be always stepped up, and that's CR7. Um, we had a debate last year in the podcast, and I was very much in Messi's corner compared to Ronaldo, but something about that man and these tournaments that just something happens, and he's got plenty of good players around him, you know, notably. Pepe still going 39 years of age in central defence of Portugal. Um, obviously, Jota, um, Jao Martino, central midfield. Um, we've got a lot of players, but something about that man in tournaments where I don't think age matters. I think he's going to get some goals. And I certainly fancy him finish second, if not top. Um, but yeah, you can't take away the home advantage of Hungary. It's going to be an advantage. It has to be. And uh, France and Germany, I mean, I'm just tossing a coin off for them too. who's going to finish third. But I think France have got a bit more quality and I think a lot of the German players are past it. So, um, for me, I'm going to be a bit kind of controversial, maybe go away from the norm here and go Portugal to win, Hungary second, um, and let's say France third, Germany fourth. Tell you what, that would be a massive upset if that's how it turns out. I am going to probably almost go the opposite way around to you. Like, I, I, I can't look past... France not top in that group. Like France have just got absolute quality in every position, including coming off the bench as well. You think that if Griezmann and all isn't playing that well, Giroud is going to come off and like play really well. And as you said, they've got Benzema back as well. Uh, you can't write off Mbappe in tournaments like this. He is absolute quality. Um, so yeah, I think France will top it. And then second, it's a really tough one for me between Portugal and Germany, but I'm going to go Germany second. I think Germany, they've brought back a lot of old players, which which I don't think will serve them well. But at the same time, they seem to have a real mix of old school players and then young players that can do really well. Obviously, obviously, Manuel Neuer in goal is goes without saying. He's, he's absolute quality. Uh, I think this is probably going to be his... He'll probably get the World Cup out of him. And then after that, I think he'll be starting to come to an end after that. But then you think, like, the defence. Oh, it's got Matt Hummels, which is getting a little bit older. But... He's still got such a good football and brain, but Rudiger next to him, young, he's fast, he's a good player, he's been really good all season for Chelsea. Um, you've got, obviously, Emery Chan playing, Gudongan, if that's how you say it, um, uh, Kimmich, Cruz. I think the only thing that will spoil them, because we've been watching the Premier League all season, is if they decide to start Timo Werner up top, I think it will ruin the tournament for them, <laughs> because Timo Werner has been shocking all season. Like, how he's made he's that team. Well, well, yeah, but he's pacey. That's the only thing. And uh, when you say Manuel Neuer, I always think of that Liverpool four. I uh, think Liverpool three by Munich nil in the Alliance and Manny getting the ball on the edge in and the wee left foot dink. I always and see Neuer's face fuck the ball going in the Champions yeah. League. Uh, I just you know he's been one of the best keepers over the last what, couple of decades even. But I always remember that goal from Manny. It was just beautiful. Hey, yeah, oh, get Liverpool. Shout in there, but yeah, I mean, Danny, I think although I can see where, you, where you're coming from, can you not look past the fact that Hungary can be playing in front of home fans with packed stadiums? It's don't get me wrong, it could work the opposite way, but at the end of the day, I think that's a big thing. And again, there's a team like Denmark, like Czech Republic, like Sweden, like Poland that don't get beaten often and don't get beaten by big goals when they do. Um, 
so yeah, let, let, let's see what happens. But um, it's certainly be interesting. It is. It is going to be interesting. I think it will help Hungary having those fans. It'll help up their game. But you, but you're looking at them playing teams that have played at the pinnacle of football. I said, and you think Hungary, no matter how many fans they've got behind them, the likes of Germany's front line, even excluding Timo Werner, Serge Gnabry, Havertz, uh, Thomas Muller, Sane, all of these different players that they've got that will be attacking and they've all played in World Cup finals and European finals of the last 10 years. Um, I just can't see. I just can't see Hungary doing well in that. I'm go- so I'm going to say I'm going to say France and then Germany. Though it wouldn't surprise me if Portugal, because as you said, Ronaldo, you, you can't ever write off Ronaldo in tournaments like this because he is literally he's one of the few players left on earth. I think that can literally just pick a team up on his own and win a game by himself. So and it wouldn't surprise me to see them beat Germany. He knows in the history books that like people look back and if he has five shots and misses four. As long as he scores a fifth one, he knows that in two weeks' time, everyone will forget about the four shots that he's bloomed over. But they'll, they'll talk about the one goal that won the game. And, uh, you know, he scored 120 goals for Portugal. So I don't even know what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, there you go. But whenever we chatted about doing this podcast, I was like, oh, you're always like, right. okay, supposed to be But now I'm actually getting a little bit excited thinking about it because, you know, one thing you good thing about it is you do put all these players in a, in a, in a pot that wouldn't always be together so mm. it's kind of good like that so yeah it's it'll be exciting it's going to be interesting now you'll be thankful to know that we're not going to go through every single game of every single group and then all the rest of it but we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to be talking about who we think is going to win the tournament who to look out for and we're going to be doing our draw of our team that we're going to support throughout the Euros so thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Alright folks, welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road well, guys, in the first half of the pod there, we uh, discussed the groups and the logistics of the groups and how teams are going to get through and stuff. Um, second half of the pod, and how quickly what we're going to go through is me and Danny are going to mention a team that we think is going to be absolute flops of the tournament um, and why. We're going to mention a team that we think is going to be like kind of an outside chance team that you know to watch out for um, and why. We're going to pick our winners and do a prediction for the winning team of the tournament. Um, and then Danny set up a we draw thing, um, we chart thing where it's going to randomly set out a team for me and Danny to support. And uh, we'll, we'll know they'll probably buy the team shirts and just be, you know, those fans for the, the uh, Euros, which will make things interesting. Um, and imagine the team that me or Danny get randomly selected with does really well. Um, that'll be great to see. And a, a bit of banter for pods along the way. But um, to start off with, Danny, um, out of all those teams that we mentioned, there's some big, big names. Um, who do you fancy to be a team that is going to be an absolute disappointment um, and why? I think for the tournaments and I think for obvious reasons, I think you can't look far past North Macedonia. It's the first tournament. It's big levels. You're going to be playing against some good teams in the likes of, as we said, Netherlands and Austria and even the players that Ukraine have. I just, I just think... They'll be doing well if they don't finish like with a couple of seven nil losses and no points at the end of the group. Um, so I think for them, they've got to go in there to be able to get pride, to get experience, 
But I, I honestly can't see them getting a single point out of that group myself. Right. That's interesting because I said they did get that famous win against Germany not too long ago, which was mm-hmm. uh, which was a major headline. But no, I see where you're saying, you know, it might be a bit bit of a struggle for them. Um, what I'm, I'm the team I'm, I'm going to go on a different kind of angle. Um, I think the team are going to be a big disappointment because a lot of Welsh fans think they're going to be the best team in the world now that they got to the semi-finals last time around. Um, I'm going to be Wales, the team that will be disappointed and kind of not be the... Because in that group, everyone kind of wants more expectation to finish second, if not the best place their team. Um, but I think that, that their group is tricky with Switzerland, Turkey and Italy. And I also think that the two players that kind of run that team and Bale and Mamsey haven't had enough football. So you can look at it two ways. They're going to be fresh and give their all, or you can look at they're not going to be up to speed. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go for the second second option, and I think Wales are going to be big disappointments. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't qualify whatsoever. Um, so yeah, so for Danny North Macedonia, for myself Wales. Now uh, what we're going to do now is do a team to watch each um, and why. Um, so I'll start off this time. Team I mentioned kind of briefly in the first part of the pod. I think Denmark. They've got some good, good experienced players. There's a team that you never really see get beat by loads. Um, for me, Castus Michael probably played goalkeeper of the season in, in, in the league. I know Leicester didn't get in the Champions League there, but he's just consistent. Christian Eriksen as well, on his day, as good as any, anyone, I think. I think mm. Spurs haven't had a great season, but Huybeck's been one of the best players for them. Um, and yeah, I just fancy Denmark. I've just got a feeling I can't put. Can't really put a lot of kind of um, background into it, but I've just got to feel about Denmark. They're a team that I think will go under the radar. And I fancy Denmark to get to the last eight, maybe semi-final. And I'll certainly be putting a couple of quid on them too as well. So, um, yeah, Denmark for me. What about you, Danny? I'm going to, even after everything I said in the group, I'm going to sort of take a bit of a punt because I think there is a few dark horses in there that can potentially cause a bit of an upset. I am going to go and put my money behind Scotland. I think if I think if Scotland can cause an upset in that group, like as I said, I think that England and Croatia it's theirs to lose. But I think if Scotland can cause an upset in that group, the same as what Wales did in the World Cup, they could come out and potentially go flying in that tournament. Um, and I think they could potentially do really, really well. They've got a good solid base of really decent players, young lads that are hungry to make a name for themselves, like Billy Gilmore and people like that. Uh, and then they've also got top-level good footballers, the likes of, obviously, Andy Robertson, that, that we don't need to spend any more time talking about than we already have, Scott McTominay, Kieran Tierney, John McGinn, and all players like that. Players that have been playing decent-level football for a while now, have got good experience, and yet have got good quality behind them as well. And I think if Scotland can cause an upset in that group and and manage to maybe come second or even come third and get through to the knockout stages, um, I could see them potentially causing a real upset. So for me, I think Scotland would want to watch. I wonder if they're not going to be pushovers neither. As I said, the experience that you've mentioned there, Danny, they're players that, you know, they play week in, week out in the Premier League. So I see where you're coming from. And I would, uh, if I didn't go for Denmark myself, they'll probably be in there within my kind of Looking and so yeah, no fair enough. Um, and then yeah, winners, Danny. So I'll ask you first. So it's obviously probably going to be on the usual um, suspects, but who do you fancy winning it um, and why? I am going to go for a spot. Like I can't really look much past. It's for me. It's between Belgium and France. I'm going to go for France to win it. 
Um, I think I think Belgium will be tight. They're a solid team, but we were talking before about Ronaldo and the way Ronaldo turns up in tournaments. I think Mbappe does the same thing, and I think if it ends up with a Belgium France final, I, I think Mbappe always gives the the French team the winning advantage. So I'm I'm going to go. For, I think France will win the tournament all in all. Right, okay, interesting. And do you know what? It's hard to look past them. Um, I'm going to say something, and I don't want to say it, but I'm just going to say it. Um, I think England. Oh, I think it's the time for England. Look at the quality that they've got. You know, people are mentioned, and I think there's a player that and we haven't really mentioned individual players to watch. Um, but I think Jack Grealish and England. I think. He's always a star of every tournament where a player goes and everyone knows his quality, everyone knows his pedigree, and you know he might be worth 30, 40 million, probably a little bit more because he's English and a Jack Gales, but he's always a player that comes into the, into the tournament and he just become a superstar. Notably, we look back at like Michael Owen, and we look back at Mbappe in the last World Cup. Um, I think Jack Gales is a player, and I think England. The reason I think England is I think Southgate's got a good squad, they're all young, they've got a bit of experience with the likes of Hendels and stuff like that. And it's not necessarily that I want them to win because I've stated so many times I don't really care. But I just think after getting to the semi-final in the World Cup, this is like the, na- the next natural progression. And if you look at all the players, they're all playing week in, week out because he doesn't have any kind of bench players. Um, and the experience going for the team in the fourth round. And Carrie Kane, if he turns up, you know, he, he's definitely probably going to be himself with the golden boots. He'll want to prove himself against the likes of Mbappé's Ronaldo, so he's one of the best. Um Sterling hasn't even been mentioned mm. about getting a game really, and he's still quality. So I know we hate him, but he's quality. Foden, you know, I mentioned all these players, you know, the mountain midfield, Henderson, you know, the fullbacks. Even I know it was good for Arnold, but I'm happy for Liverpool that he hasn't played. But they've just got a big, strong squad. You always fancied them to let let you down, and he probably will. But I'm going on paper, and I'm going on players. I think England are going to win the. The Euros. Um, don't really care for the Euros. They don't want to make that very clear. But I think <laughs> on paper they're probably slightly better than France, Germany, um, Belgium. Um, but yeah, I mean, just as a weekend on the hand, if it not if it wasn't England, I would probably go for Belgium myself because I think their golden generation as such um, need to click because they're getting they're getting on a little bit now. But um, yeah, there you go. So the teams that me and Danny had to be flops were Wales and North Macedonia. The teams that we were going to watch out for were um, Denmark and Scotland. Mm-hmm. And the teams that we think are going to win it, Danny's gone for France and I've gone for England. So it'll be interesting to look back in a few weeks and see how many of those predictions have come true or not. But in the meantime, guys, Danny set up a week kind of I mean, would it be fair to call it a pie chart, Danny, or what, what would you what would you call I think it? It's like a uh, wheel of wheel of fortune. Uh, are you allowed to use that? Is that copyrighted? Um, (laughs) (laughs) What we're going to do live on air now is uh, we're going to randomly spin a team and and me and Danny are going to plug all of the social media and get all over it and and follow the team like the team that we've supported all our life, which will be quite interesting and funny. And there'll be good banter along the way, especially if the two teams meet each other. It would be be good crap, wouldn't it, Danny? Uh, definitely will. So let's do your team first. Uh, you'll hear the the rubbish sound effects that go along with this. Um, but yeah, let's pick your team first and see how we get on. Just give me a wee set. Oh, it's going, going, it's going. Let's see. And... 
Czech Republic. Czech Republic, okay, right, there we go. So, Ammo will be supporting the Czech Republic in the Euro 2021 tournament. Let's pick mine, see how we get on. I've removed Czech Republic out of it now, so let's see who we can get. Ah, uh, past Russia, past Belgium. Netherlands. The Netherlands, yeah, I'm happy with that. Right, okay, yeah, I mean... I'll tell you what, then, so. I like the Netherlands kit as well, so chances are I will invest in that. <laughs> well, there you go, I've got to get so... Yeah, so, Joe, there's, there's the two teams, actually, I think, well, you never pick Czech Republic or Netherlands, would you? You know, no. they're the two teams that I like. You know, but there you go, interesting, interesting. Um, so let's see how... So, yeah, so I'll be supporting Czech Republic against England. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Interesting, be interesting as well if they meet each other. So there you go. Um, so yeah, guys, we've discussed the Euro just before we go. Uh, we didn't kind of preempt this or anything like that, but I, I, I think my player of the tournament and Golden Boot winner. Um, I'm going to go for player of the tournament, Jack Grealish, and I'm going to go for Golden Boot winner, um, Harry Kane. Um, so just before we go, Danny, do you want to give me a wee prediction for your player of the tournament um, and why and your Golden Boot winner and uh, why? I know he's getting old. I know he's getting on, but Golden Boot winner... I think even if they don't come out of the group, I think Ronaldo's got a good punt for it. Um, I think that like that's what he looks for in these tournaments is to score goals. So for me, I'm going to go with Ronaldo for Golden Boot winner, and I am going to go for player of the, player of the tournament. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna go like it's just, it's just very stereotypical, but yeah, Ronaldo Golden Boot and Mbappe player of the tournament because I think Mbappe is just gonna light the world up. But don't. Put, put much past Harry Kane because Harry Kane is obviously pushing for a big move this summer as well, so he's looking to perform. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go on Bappy because I just think he's unreal. 100%. Well, there you go, um, guys. It's been a bit of a different podcast, um, but as we always say, um, we go we go in anywhere and everywhere this podcast, and I think that's what makes us a little bit unique. Um, and we will have up and coming pods with a few exciting things in the uh, near future that me and Danny are going to be doing. But in the meantime, um, this has been our Euro special podcast. Um, please give it a listen, a like and a share. Hello to all listeners um, on Strabant Radio Online um, and Sports Radio Media. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work, limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.